Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Evening, everybody. This is the Potent Pictures Podcast. I'm Dave, as always, and joined by Matt, Peter, and Sean. Boys, say hello. Hello. Time to bend it hey. like Beckham. Oh man, that was terrible. Well, we're we're, get, we're getting a little we're getting a little off on our British uh, humor as as of right now, but uh, we are here today to uh, <laughs> basically talk about um, King Arthur and uh, Sons of Anarchy, basically the version of a. Uh, of this King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Um, as y'all know, it is a um, Guy Ritchie movie, and uh, definitely had some of those aspects of it, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, as always, we'd like to talk about what we're drinking and uh, what we're watching. So, uh, Shawnee, we'll start with you this week. Cheers. Uh, well, this week, boys, I'm drinking DeFesco, or Disco, sorry. It's a Berliner-style Weiss from uh, Three Floyds. Pretty solid beer. It uh, struck my attention because there's a guy in a tank that looks like Donald Trump, so... Uh, interesting, <laughs> interesting label. So, uh, decided to give it a whirl. How's his hair? Does he have good hair? It, it actually is funny. It's like full on, like parted to the side and everything. So it looks spectacular. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, this week, uh, I did a little bit of flying this week on my vacation travels. So watched, uh, a movie called Masterminds with Zach Galifianakis and, uh, Owen Wilson is in it. And another former Saturday Night Live alum, or I guess not another, but uh, wow, and it just her name escaped me. Bridesmaids, what's her name? Help me out. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty funny movie. Uh, so I watched that, and then I also start, caught it up on the first four episodes of Master of None with Aziz Ansari. So have you, Shoot, have you guys... I still haven't get into that yet. Yeah, it was, I mean, so far it's so good. I think it's really, it's a great show. I think Aziz Ansari does a great job with character development being that he's doing the writing, directing, acting. So um, really, really good show thus far. But uh, that's all I really had a chance to get into um, besides my Disney travels. But what about you, Matt? What have you into this week, and what are you drinking? Well, speaking about Disney, I haven't watched any Disney movies, but I did watch Indiana Jones, which is a terrible transition. But it was also from... Disney Disney franchise. I think I think it is now actually right. I did go yeah, to the it, 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 it used to be it used to be par- no, it's Paramount. It's absolutely Paramount. No, but it's, no, it's uh, Disney. It's Luke, Lucas Films. Yeah. But all the transitions from the old ones are always go from a mountain from the Paramount logo to uh, you know an ant hill, which is the worst one I think. Yeah, but Mickey was, Mouse. But, uh, he bought the the hill. Mickey yeah. Mouse bought it. Milky, so yeah, Mickey Mouse owns everything. Well, that's awesome then. I was wondering why the ride was at Disneyland. So perfect. All right, the transition worked. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, you know, I had a few flights over the past couple of weeks and couldn't decide on anything new to watch. Um, there were a few choices, but didn't want to get too into anything or have to pay attention too much. So I went with uh, Indiana Jones, and over the over the past three or so flights, I've kind of gone through the you know the original three, which is about all you need to watch uh, to get a little Harrison Ford action in. And um, just great movies. Not, not to cut you off, but yeah. there's more than three. That's that's the correct question. Um, no, there's not. There's only three. But it's it's one of those Good. things where it's so nice. Actually, it's been a while since I rewatched them. It's so nice to actually watch them again. They're just great movies. They're good fun. Um, I know people give Temple of Doom a hard time, but I think even that's fine. Um, and then obviously it just ended so strong with. Um, the Last Crusade. So it's just, uh, you know, overall a fantastic trilogy. 
and that's about all the, all you need to have. You don't need to have any Shia LaBeouf action. Um, and uh, in terms of what I'm drinking, I'm having a Woodford Reserve. Neat. It's uh, it's pretty tasty. Always a good choice. Um, if you like bourbon, and if you don't like bourbon, I think it's a great choice to maybe start thinking about liking bourbon. Yeah. What about you, Peter? So just like Sean, I think the last episode caught me after one leg of the trip, and uh, this one will now catch me after the other leg. So I saw a lot of movies, and I will just briefly touch on them. So first one I watched on the way home was Underworld Blood Wars, which, man, that's a <laughs> that's a wonderful film if you Wait, like. Is that is that the one that doesn't have Kate Beckinsale? That, no, that's the that's the newest one. Rise of the Lichens is the one you're thinking. Oh, of. That's, okay. that's the one that did not. Yeah. I guess I had no idea what this recent one's last or you know what the subtitle was. My bad. And nobody knows what this movie was. Nobody saw it, but it was it it gave you some of the pieces that you like from these movies. It, it wasn't a good movie, but it it kept me entertained on a plane. So I didn't fall asleep. So it passed that test. Um, <laughs> we we've come so far that that's our, our our bare minimum. Hey, that's all that's all it takes, man. I got a kid now. If <laughs> if I don't fall asleep, it's good stuff. Um, so the other thing that I like to do on planes is I like to stagger it. So, you know, you got to have action, then maybe you have a drama, then you do a comedy. So the next one I caught was Moonlight, which I, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. I It was another one that from the award seasons I wanted to catch and kind of see what all the buzz was about. It was very interesting. I would say, um, you know, if you want a drama, I was entertained well enough. So, you know, I would recommend it. Um the last one I caught on a plane was Collateral Beauty, which was a terrible movie, and nobody should ever watch that movie. So just note to self, do not watch Collateral Beauty ever. Is that the Will Smith movie? That is the Will Smith movie, yes. Okay. It's uh, definitely, it's really bad. It's really bad. But uh, yeah, and then we watched yesterday The Bye Bye Man, which I don't know if you guys saw previews for this. It was a... Mm-mm. It was a horror nice, movie. Nice little romantic con. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's definitely a... Well, no, so it's a PG-13 horror movie. So that by itself is something you should stay away from because the whole point of horror movies is they have to be rated R because it lets them do fun things. So this movie did nothing fun. It was pretty terrible. Um, we got it for free from Redbox. So that's probably the only way I'd recommend <laughs> seeing this movie is free from Redbox. So... So yeah, um, and then what I'm drinking, so I'm, I'm enjoying a Ballast Point Pineapple Sculpin. So anybody who's had their Sculpin, it's a very delicious IPA. They also have a Grapefruit Sculpin, but I'm having the Pineapple Sculpin. So it's it's pretty good. Definitely would recommend it. Good so choice. Dave, uh, yeah, yeah. Dave, what about you? What are you watching? So um, kind of a throwback. Um, unfortunately, my girlfriend had never seen this movie, and apparently she was intrigued by this, which, yes, I've, I've been watching a lot of movies, reruns, because she hasn't seen them, and I'm kind of catching her up on things. But uh, since Arnold Schwarzenegger came to uh, U of H to actually speak at their commencement um, thing, a lot of people apparently have been putting uh, Arnold memes from Predator on, and she was very curious as to what this was. <laughs> so we sat and watched Predator, which I was entertained by the fact that she had never seen it much less enjoyed Get it to the of course they were always exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh uh what was the my other favorite one the one liner was like um when he stabs the guy in the chest with the big knife and he stays you son of a uh, bitch what? no that wasn't that <laughs> no, one no, that's oh, i forgot anyway anyway but yeah that's that's pretty much all i watched this week uh, i've been kind of working um 
little lot, so movies have been a thing, but I've definitely been watching a lot of Rick and Morty. I'm almost done the second season in this one. Always a great show. Good job. Good hate job. Throwback that. I know, I know. I'm waiting to, I'm about to start season three. And what I'm drinking. How? Well, I've been on... Huh? How? I thought it was on YouTube. I think the first episode of the third season is oh. on YouTube, but but the third season is not out yet. So. Yeah, they, they released okay, it for one day on Comedy Center, or whatever channel it is, online, on April Fool's Day, and then... Um, Oh, did after, they remove without it? announcing it without yeah and then they removed it so oh, dang um maybe somebody's been putting it up on youtube but i'm sure there's plenty of you know copyright i, I thought y'all had mentioned that that's why i was gonna so, catch it up so well that's unfortunate yeah. so oh well yeah. so there's still we'll no up. still no word on when it's gonna come out as, as far as i know last i heard yeah well yeah well maybe i'll be waiting a little bit but anyway um but the other thing i'm drinking i've been kind of on this kick of recently of the summer pills for uh saint arnold's i know i drank it i think i brought it up about two three weeks ago but uh have just been drinking a lot of it as of recent it's been my go-to beer this summer and uh that's again i'm drinking it it's good stuff i would always recommend it always good local texas beers i haven't been able to go get some uh out of texas because we have too many uh breweries in the oh actually scratch that um did have a good one the other night that was an amber that i love um but it's a town in uh, yeah, Town and City. It's uh, another uh, Houston uh, uh, bar, or excuse me, brewery. Uh, very good. I had their amber the other night. I had some dive bar. I would recommend it. I enjoy my ambers. That's probably why I don't get to choose too many. I'm not a big fan of the um, the heavier, heavier port uh, beers that uh, Peter seems to enjoy. I don't like heavy ambers either. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, well, quick drop. I will give a, a shout out to a darker beer. I had a uh, maple, maple bacon porter at the uh, Sea Dog Brew Pub that was in Orlando. Sea uh, Dog is a brewery out of uh, Maine, but that maple bacon porter was delicious. So if you're ever out looking for a dark beer, Peter, uh, check nice. that one out. All right. So, so Sean, down. you actually bring me bring me to a, another point in that. Um, how was your around the world drinking in Epcot? I think you need to talk briefly on that. Oh we yeah. We did see your Snapchats <laughs> here and there of uh, you claim to not be drunk, but uh, I'm pretty sure in, in Japan you looked uh, pretty uh, pretty slurry. Oh no, I asked I asked the lady when I was uh, looking for uh, suggestions I went to toast to, and she said to just yell kampai. So <laughs> I. Uh, so that's what I did, um, and then also the the drinking around the world, Dave. By the way, quite expensive at Disney World, so it's definitely uh, at least a hundred bucks a person. We didn't even make it all the way around because it was storming, so we couldn't leave like the the countries. Like we got caught in Mexico for uh, a good minute, so I had a, a a lot of people. A lot of people get caught in Mexico. <laughs> I, I do have a nice selfie with Donald Duck from uh, the Three Caballeros, which was which is quality. Uh, and then I also have a, uh, we, so we basically went through Mexico, Japan, Norway, Italy, Germany, um, which Germany was great cause it's just big beers. Uh, I had a Warsteiner Dunkel. Um, and then, uh, we went through America and Morocco and that was about it. Um, so we, we got, we had our uh, rides. We had a, a all over the park. We just didn't get to finish it because of the rain and the park closed. So, unfortunately, yeah, we didn't get to, didn't get to complete it. But I made it through uh, a few more than Amy did. So I'm proud of that. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Did he just did he just call out his girlfriend for not doing something? Oh man, I mean, it's, she's most of the, totally bite most you in the, of the drinks, You should have just totally lied. Yeah, she's not gonna listen. You should have lied. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but right. most of the drinks are just like sugary. Like the African Outpost is one I had mentioned. We stopped through, and they they just had like a mango like daiquiri type thing, which was straight sugar. So uh, overall, it was, it was fun trip though. But uh, I'll be happy to give pointers to anybody who wants to try to, to plan the around the world. It's fun time. Just bring cash. Do you have to buy at every every place, or is there like a ticket that you get that lets you drink some one thing from every place? <laughs> no, you have I don't only. think I don't Come think that Disney World encourages <laughs> you to drink at well, every. Because you said it was about a hundred. A hundred dollars doesn't sound that expensive for what sounded like eight eight drinks no, in I, Disneyland. I agree. So for it was hundred per, per person or hundred total. The chi- is it hundred per in, person in China? And it was about it was it was about a hundred dollars for the two of us to drink. Uh, in China and in Italy, they only give you like the beers are like four dollars, but they're only like like five ounce pours. So it's a uh, I had a uh, Moretti in Italy, and I had a damn uh, damn fascist a, and a damn communist. I had a Singtao in uh, <laughs> in China, but uh, I had the uh, sake in Japan, of course. And did Mickey Mouse pour any of your drinks? Oh no, it's I was damn. So fun fact. You cannot have alcoholic beverages and pictures with, with with Disney characters. As I learned, no kidding. The, the lady yelled at, at us for having uh, our drinks in our hand. We were trying to take a selfie with Donald Duck. Uh, she's like, no alcoholic beverages in the pictures. That should be the new challenge. How many pictures can you get with Mickey with some booze? <laughs> Wait, who's, who's the she? Was Donald uh, Duck a girl have, or was there just some wandering monitor? There's like a handler for each, each character. Oh, okay. <laughs> the bodyguard. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, it's fun times though. But not as fun as not as fun as Guy Ritchie movies. Well, anyway, so before we get into some Guy Ritchie movies, let's uh, do a little quick recap on some uh, some movie news. Uh, I think uh, Peter, you uh, you are our movie our movie news guy. So if you uh, want to talk a little bit on that, yeah, you guys are chumps. Read some freaking articles. <laughs> um, so two things. One that actually I just read minutes ago. So Wonder Woman 2 is actually in work, even though Wonder Woman 1 is not even out yet. So that's that's a good sign. That means they have some faith in it making some money and it being successful, unlike some of the other <laughs> DC properties that I guess are successful, but not really critically. So we'll see. Um, and I think the most important thing in the timeline, it's not going to come out. It's not going to be the next female movie. So obviously Wonder Woman will be the first. Then there will be another one in between, and that's going to be Batgirl, which I, we didn't talk about this. This was announced a while ago, but Joss Whedon is directing the Batgirl film, which I think is pretty crazy because you think the fact that he basically kicked off the Marvel Universe by directing the Avengers, and now he's coming over to the dark side, if you will. I think he's trying to pull a J.J. Abram. He's going to hit both um, <laughs> both major both like, camps. Uh, yeah. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> I think it's 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 exciting because female properties are something that he's really good at, right? So he did Buffy, he did um, uh, what's the other um, Dollhouse. <laughs> well, um, if you want to call it that, Charisma Carp or Charisma Charisma Carpenter, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the name. Yeah, she's uh pretty pretty well rounded in that movie in the show. Pretty 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 sorry. Pretty pretty good. <laughs> uh. Peter, just an- another movie re- no- news I saw this week was apparently hackers have a Disney movie that's being held by ransom. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, they're did saying they're saying they're not sure what it is, but the uh, Bob Iger said that uh, there is something going on, and there's there's rumors it could potentially be the next Pirates. It could be Cars oh. Three. 
it, it actually it's Cars Three that came out today. Oh, did oh, it? Did it? The, okay. The, the article I read was Pirates, Pirate, Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I saw that one, and then I also saw the uh, they. I actually speaking of Pirates, Dead Men Tell No Lies. They were they must be hyping that movie a lot because they at Disney World you could watch the first ten minutes of the movie in one of the theaters uh, at the Hollywood Studios. So. Um, I haven't seen the fourth one though. Have you guys? I have, and I fell asleep in the theater. Not, not even kidding. Yeah, same here. I, don't, I never saw it. So, <laughs> anyway, it was nah. bad. Uh, we can move on to some other movie news now. We don't need to get into pirate. But that's that's going to be to come, I guess. <laughs> God willing, no. I don't want to watch all the other ones to catch up to the new one if we can avoid it. But anyway, you have to, Dave. You have to. <sighs> no, I want to avoid that if my life depends on it. <laughs> so the the other thing I had was. For anybody who's a fan of Arrested Development, so everybody knows there was season four on Netflix, which was mixed reviews, but I think most of us enjoyed it for what it was. So Jason Bateman just signed for season five. So there's actually some movement on season five. Everybody said after four came out, they were all on for season five. They wanted to do it right, and they wanted to try to film it together. But they've all announced, or at least Jason Bateman's announced, and he's signed for season five. So some movement there. I'm excited for that. Hopefully it's doesn't mean it's going to be five years from now and it will be sooner, but um, there is some movement. And there was one other thing that kind of popped up, and it's an unfortunate. We don't really want to talk about these things, but uh, there was the loss of uh, Powers Booth, unfortunately. Y'all may remember him from uh, Deadwood, Sin City. Uh, he was also in the Marvels. Uh, Avengers, the yeah. Aven- I think it was the Avengers. Mm-hmm. He was part of the uh, the Council of, uh, I think the World Council or whatever. I think they, I forgot what they did. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. Always a good good bad guy i think he always played um really enjoyed him in, in deadwood um i vaguely remember him playing in uh, 24 i don't know if y'all remember you ever watched 24 it was it was like season six or so it was it was pretty far in so yeah always a good creepy vice president slash president kind of guy so unfortunate news but hey we're moving on all right hey you know what we've been losing a lot this year so we'll, we'll see how we go um well, on, on that, so everybody was making that out on a big deal in 20 to 2016 about how many famous, you know, famous celebrities were, were passing. And it was one of those things where everybody kept exaggerating it like it was an absurd thing. But there's just every year there's more and more celebrities and more films and more properties. So then all these people continue to age. So it's pretty much every year there's always going to be more, you know, statistically speaking. So. Agreed, and you get a lot of these, and a lot of the people that that are, have been passing over, like we remember, kind of from our, you know, '90s and early in the th- 2000s. Yeah. So it's kind of our, you know, our, yeah. I guess the franchises we all grew up watching. So it's kind of unfortunate when we see these things happen. But. The uh, just side note to the celebrity death. The uh, it was really sad when you go to uh, Disney World and you're riding the Toy Story ride, and that the fact that Don Rickles isn't going to be the voice of Mr. Potato Head anymore. That's that's a sad note, but. Oh yeah, that's a good that point. Is, yeah, well, we we already lost um, um Ernest, uh, the uh, Slinky. Oh Slink. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so er- two down, which is a shame. Yeah, so he. I mean, they'll, they'll, obviously, everybody gets replaced, but it just sucks. Way to bring it down, guys. Way to bring I know. It down. So let's let's swing it back up. Let's <laughs> swing it back up. So uh, let's let's start talking about this movie because uh, you know it was a. We said bring up, not bring down. Hey, hey. <laughs> Some of us kind of enjoyed this movie, Sean. Yeah, well, I, I think I know, some of us I, I, mean, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for for what it was. It was a it was a Guy Ritchie movie, and I think the parts that were very distinct for Guy Ritchie were 
or that are distinct in his films, his film style that he put in here, I thought were were, were, were excellent. They they pet me up. So let's do some initial thoughts on everything. Um, were you surprised? Were you not surprised? Um, Peter, you want to start us off? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was surprised. So I actually think I texted you guys before I even went into the movie that my expectations were very, very low. And you you all pointed that maybe I was going to go see Snatched, which uh, you know I did not, but I'm sure that movie was also terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't have high expectations. I had heard bad things. I saw some of the reviews beforehand, and it, it seemed seemed like it was not going to be impressive. And I came out, and I was fairly surprised at how enjoyable it was. It was, it was something where, you know, it kind of, it was very much an action movie. It the, wasn't plot heavy. It wasn't character heavy, uh, but I wasn't going in expecting that. So it wasn't a big deal. And in a lot of ways, I think I probably enjoyed it more for that reason. I think to your point, Dave, it has a lot of the pieces that Guy Ritchie does well. And it has a lot of the pieces that may bother people from Guy Ritchie, right? So it's kind of got the, uh, the fast pace kind of, um, I don't even know what, you know, punk rock kind of infused style of, of action and, and suspense, which in Sherlock at times could be a little off-putting because of the setting and because you're talking about Sherlock Holmes and he's always supposed to be this young scholar or maybe old scholar that, that solves crimes. And in that one, he was a little action oriented in this one. I thought it made a lot more sense because King Arthur is always kind of seen as, you know, Knights of the Round Table and, and, you know, bringing justice. And I'd say it's a little more action based. So it fit pretty well for me. Uh, but overall, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the way they played with the characters. I enjoyed the acting. I thought the acting was fairly good for what it was. Uh, and yeah, I, I left I left and had a, a much better time than I thought I would have. So Matt, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm right in the same camp. Um, I didn't know what to expect going in. The, the trailers I saw... I, I, just didn't really set me up to really care care too much about the movie. I think the main main driving factor to go see it was that it was a obviously we were going to talk about it, but that it was a Guy Ritchie movie. And um, I, I can't tell if you actually enjoyed the Sherlock movies or not, Peter. But I, I actually really did enjoy those, and I'm 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 hoping we might get a, a final piece to the trilogy of Robert Downey Jr. ever stops making so much money from uh, from Marvel, which is you know which is a you know a loss of Iron Man would would, would take. So that's not fun either. But uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. You're right. You know, obviously the action and the you know that the, the the fight scenes make more sense than this. But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, I, even having seen Sherlock and how Guy Ritchie kind of took his style to the the Sherlock. Uh, time period i still didn't really think about that until i saw that you know started watching the movie and they did the first kind of montage which which we'll talk about but that's that kind of got me into the movie quite a bit um the opening scene you know was kind of didn't really care eric banna being in it's obviously a good thing um but didn't really care about it and then they do a, a first kind of guy Ritchie montage cut and i was i was kind of sold on the movie i was hooked on it i was looking forward to it and the movie kind of kept that pace and Overall, I was I was entertained. Very surprised um, at how low the ratings were um, from the critics. the The fans tended to seem think it was pretty average, you know, at least or maybe a seven or so. But very surprised because even if you know, even if this movie does have its you know downfalls or maybe maybe places where it doesn't you know necessarily, doesn't necessarily succeed, I, I'm still surprised that it's that you know that unanimously uh, disliked by critics. Uh, so that kind of gets me, you know curious financially i kind of get it because it's still going up against uh, guardians of the galaxy um and obviously snatched during mother's day 
the, the daughters and moms are going to go see that just because they probably think they're supposed to. But, um, you know, I, I, th- I think this movie did pretty well, and I don't think it's necessarily got the credit that it, that it should have from the critics. Um, but, yeah, Sean, what about you, since I think you might disagree? Well, look, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Like, I, I just went in there. First of all, I don't think – I was looking, doing some research. I don't think I've ever seen a King Arthur movie um, – in the theaters or just in general. I don't really, I couldn't even remember if I saw the King Arthur in 2004 with uh, Clive Owen and Kira Knightingly. So I really don't know a lot about King Arthur in general, except for the fact that, you know, like the Knights of the Round Table. I, I'm familiar with that whole concept, but going in, I had no expectations similar to you, Peter. And walking in, I'm a Guy Ritchie fan. So I, I tend to like the movies that he directs. I did like, I, I did like the uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes movies that they had, and I did like the one of my favorite movies is Rock and Roll, which there's I can I'll mention later on when some of the films that the or some of the sequences in this movie took from some of the things he first did in uh, Rock and Roll uh, with some of the tracking shots. But I, I will say Guy Ritchie does have the ability to tell a story that I I like. I think one of the things that didn't necessarily do it for me is Charlie Hunnam. I don't think he's a great lead actor, but uh, you know, overall, I'd say the movie was fine. I think it it did do a lot of things that I liked, and it did do a lot of things I didn't like. But uh, we can discuss a little bit more when we get to spoilers. But overall, I think it's a uh, you know, it's okay. What about you, Dave? Just to oh, what did you say, Matt? Sorry. I just wanted to chime in real quick. I actually felt the the opposite after this about Charlie Hunnam. After seeing Pacific Rim, which you know, you can say what you want about the movie, um, he didn't really do much for me in it. I, um, you know, not not that he necessarily does things for for me, um, but his <laughs> his acting don't lie, skills <laughs> don't lie, Matt. He's a he's a good looking guy. I you know, there's no argument there. Um, which is which is why I'm a little disappointed that the movie did not actually bring in more money. We just, I guess. I yeah, guess mothers I didn't want the, to see him. They the wanted moms to see. That uh, didn't want to see it. Were convinced to go see Snatched. I guess. Some Goldie. Yeah. Well, they wanted to go see some Goldie. Well, I mean, it's nice to have her back. After, you know, it's nice to have her back after 15 years. But uh, I was actually, I was actually you know, pretty, pretty entertained by him. I thought he did a good job. But you know, my main expectations were him for were based off Pacific Rim, and maybe that's not a fair a point of reference for him. Nothing no against the anarchy? movie. But I actually never watched it. I watched, I watched like the first half of the first season, um, but never never got into it. And oh wow, so, yeah, missing out. That's what I hear. Yeah. That's what I hear. But um, yeah. Well, for for me, um, I'm kind of kind of on the same thing as uh, Matt and uh, Peter. Uh, I went in with very low 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 expectations. Actually, I was trying to see if there was a way we can get out of watching it because I had zero desire. And the only the only the only like good thing I could see going into this, and I think I told y'all, I'm like maybe it because it's a Guy Ritchie movie, I'm gonna give it a chance just because he may do something with it that I I'm not seeing. But like I said afterwards, I I felt like it didn't they didn't advertise it enough as a um, uh, Guy Ritchie movie. Like they didn't show that, and um, that was the parts that actually brought me to actually like it. Uh, like I think it was Peter, was it you who, or maybe it was Matt who said that that first scene where they do the first uh, little montage. Well, they do the they do the montage. I'm not gonna talk about it. They do a montage. How, how dare you say that there was a first montage? 
that implies Fair there enough. was that spoils it. I, I, I just want to make sure because David, David, I didn't want him to. <laughs> no, go no, I, I, I was, I was worried too, Sean. <laughs> so the first montage, it, you know, it brought it in, kind of reminded me of the old, uh, some of the older movies that he, uh, older movies that I love that are his, like Snatch. Or I was almost said Snatched, and I, that was gonna be bad. I was like, oh god, that was gonna be no, 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 no. Yeah, two films oh. this week. Yeah, <laughs> but like movies like that, I always enjoyed his his little uh, his little montages in there. But uh, you know, for for what it's worth, it was a decent movie. I think it should have got a little bit higher ratings. I agree. I'm disappointed that it um, made less money than Snatched because I can't see that being funny. I've even heard reviews of that saying that it was worse than it did worse than Trainwreck, which was good for the first half in my opinion and then it tanked at the end i didn't really care anymore after she stopped you know sleeping around with everybody but that's the other movie anyway um <laughs> we know how dave right. feels about women yeah. good job dave <laughs> way to cater our female <laughs> listeners oh <laughs> just just to even it out i i actually did like train wreck i did too. i liked the first half i just it, once once it kind of got became a serious movie I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. She's not funny anymore. You liked half naked John Cena, that's why you like train wreck. <laughs> that was actually a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> hey Peter, and that and that was uh wrestlers turned actors right there for us this week. There we go. That's that's all we need. It's it's one week after the other. We're gonna keep it the whole summer. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's all I got on that. I was I was um yeah, I, we, the more I want to talk about is more spoilers, so we'll we can move into the spoiler thing because apparently Sean wanted to catch me off guard with saying I was gonna spoil when I said the first montage. <laughs> so uh, we can we can go into the spoilers now at this point. But uh, what what did you what would you say those best scenes, the favorite ones that kind of popped into this? Because that was that was my thing. I, I I enjoyed scenes as opposed to the whole movie in itself. The um, like for instance the uh, his his training montage. It's be the I think that was the second one, guys. Would you say that? I don't remember. The first one was the the heist. Oh well, the the first montage the first montage was actually him growing up. Yeah, yeah, um, the training one. That, oh, that, good call. I so, forgot about that one, which so, was I thought was a good one too. Yeah, y'all, so, y'all, the, so that's actually my okay. favorite. I think that might be my favorite one just because it set set me up so well for, or set everybody up so well for the movie very quickly without but without doing a ton of exposition or anything like that. It was kind of like the King Arthur version of of the Up um, opening, where the opening of Up sets up these characters so well very quickly with no speaking. Um, this does a Guy Ritchie, guy grows up on the streets, um, you know, scamming and, and other things like that. Sometimes successfully, sometimes not, but then he's hoarding the yep. money. Um, yeah. I thought that was great. And that's, that's when you, int- you know, that's when I, it really hit me that, you know, obviously this was a Guy Ritchie movie and, uh, you know, you, you knew a lot about the character without any talking whatsoever and, um, was looking forward to the rest of the movie. So I, I think that's going to be my favorite, um, on that note. That was a guys? good one. I, I did like the, I liked the, you called it the heist, but kind of the, the Viking or the Norse, uh, the Norse one, just because it very much reminded me of Sherlock and it was, it was a different take, right? So in the Sherlock movies, it's him kind of going through and how much smarter he is than his opponent or than, uh, you know, possibly Moriarty in this one, it's his street smarts come into play. So it kind of talks through his strategy and in, in, in winning over the, the Vikings there at the end. So I thought it was a very interesting take to it and it it brought in the good pieces that Guy Ritchie has and also gave it a good twist. And it wasn't unbelievable, right? Because you never think of King Arthur as being somebody as smart as a Sherlock. So they didn't play it that way, but they very much played it towards, you know, his street smarts, which I thought was a very interesting take, which was, I thought an interesting take for the character in general, because you never, 
at least for me, I never really think of King Arthur as kind of a street thug. Well, would you consider, I, see, I kind of thought in front of the street thug, I kind of figured he was kind of like a, um, not a mafia boss, but you know what I mean? Like a, yeah, it's a little bit of organized his, crime. His, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. yeah, and and he was kind of like a don in that situation. Like, and people, you know, flocked to him. He was respected, but he like the, it seemed like the people respected him for what he did. He you know took care of the poor, um, but he expected his payment, which would have been that the uh, I think it was the fur guy that he uh, he hassled uh, to kind of break him down. But I thought it was an interesting Godfather esque type thing where he rose up in the ranks and kind of just you know move there from there, which I think would have brought him an interesting perspective if he had to run the kingdom kind of thing. He would have had to run it like his little uh, his little uh, operation. I was just going to say that that's true, and it actually comes into play at the end of the movie, and we won't go that far, but it, it kind of does tie off pretty well from the beginning to the end, and, and it's, a good, it's a good way to play it together. And, and Peter, on, on the, the same note as you with the, uh, um, that scene with the, uh, the, the heist, we're going to call it, the, the Viking, uh, the, we keep saying it, the Viking heist, that was actually the one that told, brought me back in. I didn't think I wasn't thinking of Sherlock as much as I was uh, Snatch. Just when they would talk about the things that occurred previously, because that, that's one of the things I've always noticed he does is he'll they'll have a conversation about something that previously happened, and you know, kind of throw you in different directions while it's happening, and then they throw the, the little quick uh, jabs by the two. I don't know how you his uh, his two patsies basically his who ended up becoming. Well, I think I think there was friends. I don't know their yeah, patsies. They were, they well, were his, I'm gonna call it. I, I don't know how to really. They were his business partners yeah, and his, friends. His his buddies. Confidants. One turned into his nut. Confidants. Yeah. <laughs> well, they kind of threw different little things and they they do the little British uh, the British humor kind of things, little quick uh, little pips here and there, which that one brought me into. I was like, okay, now I'm in a Guy Ritchie movie. All right, now let's see how this goes. And they did it. They they kind of kept that pace after that. So I, I agree with that. Uh, Shawnee, I don't think you actually. Yeah, uh, had I mean, <laughs> your, your favorite scene for for what you for what you enjoyed on this movie. Well, I, I got to make one comment. There was a uh, bare-chested fighting sequence, which seems to be a box that has to be checked in almost every Guy Ritchie movie. Just so they definitely checked off that one. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I guess my if I had to pick one favorite scene of the of the entire movie, it would probably be. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I go back and forth because I wasn't really like overwhelmed by which part was the best. But uh, I mean, I guess I like the beginning of it more than the end of it. So sort of what Matt mentioned, how the story gets developed pretty quickly and you don't have to get caught up in to them spending 30 minutes on how his, you know, how basically King Earth, Earthen, Eartho, uh, his father bites it. But um, it pretty much gets into that pretty, pretty quickly. And you see the rise of his uncle who then takes the throne after his uh, father's death. So um, that was probably my favorite scene, just coming back to it, though, is the uh, beginning. And as, it, as the movie got on, I, I lost interest. Um, after he pulled the sword from the stone um, with a great cameo by David Beckham, uh, and by great, I mean, like, it, I don't think anybody, I mean, I think we picked up on it, but, if you didn't tell the casual movie watcher that that was David Beckham, they'd have no idea. Terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I'd say I'd say avid soccer fans or football fans yeah. were, uh, would probably have noticed it more so than casual moviegoers, actually. Yeah. But unless unless you know, but how many of those like people Beckham actually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but I guess going back, 
we talked a little bit about the uh, the just the, the favorite scenes, but how did how did you guys feel about Jude Law as Bordigan? I wasn't a huge fan of him, and I I think it's just because the character development in this is so poor that whenever you're a villain in these type of movies, you don't really get to do anything other than brood and and you know have one scene where you do something terrible and then then you disappear from screen for another 20 minutes. So I didn't really love him. Um, I didn't think it was terrible, but it wasn't, it wasn't his best role. I, that's, that's just me though. Yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to agree. Um, he talked to Ursula really well, but aside from that, you don't get a lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, screen time of him doing much besides being angry. And yeah, that's about it. Brooding, and murdering is, his, is what he did. and his murdering his family. Left does. Yeah. He does. Uh, Bastard. I was all about the Patcher and, uh, not Patcher side. Um, what was the brother side? But anyway, um, murdered his wife, his daughter, his brother. Man, he was just going to town. Tried to kill his his nephew. Bum. Uh, Nothing but a bum. So, what about the mage? I know we talked about a little bit about um, just her role in the movie, but I think Astrid Berger's Frisbee is her name. Uh, the actress. So. I I'm I'm gonna I'll make this statement. Um, I was a little disappointed with the mages in how they they displayed them because apparently they just control animals. Um, not exactly the biggest fan of that. Like I was kind of hoping the whole time they were gonna pop in with Merlin just to kind of show him. I was kind of curious to see if we would actually see who he would be, and the fact that they didn't do it and they kind of all pushed him into hiding. Um, a little disappointed by it. Um, she was kind of she looked extremely familiar and i don't know if y'all noticed this but i couldn't figure out where she was from and even when i looked at her imdb uh page never recognized anything she was in did y'all have the same did she look right did she look familiar for y'all to y'all well she was in the fourth pirates but since i fell asleep i didn't recognize her so <laughs> oh god i would have never yeah no but, but actually so, oh no keep okay. going sorry I was going to say she was in, I mentioned this in an earlier podcast, I Origins. but uh, I, yeah, I Origins, which um, I just, now that I see it, remember her very minor role in that. So, but yeah, otherwise she, she has a very familiar looking face, but um, yeah, she wasn't in much. No, I'm wondering if I'm just thinking of somebody else. That's the, uh, that, that, I don't know. I got, I'll have to find it. I'll see if I can figure out who it was. Um, but so I kind of want to swing back to the uh, Ursula comment. Um, <laughs> What? Speaking of Disney movies, so yeah, well, you know, Sean spent a lot over there, and we were kind of calling her Ursula because of her tentacles. Um, I well, that and her uh, squid-like uh, properties. But uh, I, I was intrigued by that whole. Uh, I didn't realize they actually had the evil uh, spirits kind of coming in because it seemed like I don't know if y'all caught that at the very beginning where the um, and I can't think of the, who the the first. It was the first bad guy in the very beginning of the movie. Do you remember who he was that Eric Bana killed? Mordor. Or he was. Not Mordor. Uh, I, I kept thinking Mordor the whole time. <laughs> I wish I'm it like, was Mordor. Mordor. Yeah. Well, he he uh, he basically apparently brought out all the evil demons, and then apparently they had him under the castle the whole time. Did y'all notice that? Was that not weird? I, I didn't for pick y'all? up that he brought him out, but I, I did find it weird that there was a demon sitting below the castle for whatever reason it was. Um, well, plus that was um, that was Camelot. Which makes it even yeah. more odd because it's, yeah. you know, why would there be this evil, terrible demon under Camelot? Who apparently asks for the blood of your relatives to make you, you know. I mean, if you're, if you're a demon, why not? 
but but on that, I actually kind of enjoyed that take on it. The idea that um, you know it's been done before, but the idea that you know humans and the um, mages lived together, and of course two people conspire to gain more power, and to do so they create a fight or a war between them um, to distract and kind of start gathering power. I actually did like that idea, um, and that you, you didn't really like exactly the mage. so. So the whole that that is exactly the same plotline as War the War uh, the War the Warcraft movie if you remember if y'all saw that did not hard pass <laughs> I forgot about that you're right I, it's it's definitely been done before but I actually you know I thought it was good and I was actually happy we didn't see Merlin I thought this was kind of a you know a, a nice little let's try something else throw somebody else in there <laughs> though they most likely only did it because they were planning on having Merlin come out in maybe the second or fourth movie or if they're ever going to get to it but I, I thought it was fine I, I liked her. Um, I did expect her to do more, but I, I did like the controlling of the animals. Um, it was a little better than what we've seen Game of Thrones animal control do so far, so I'm okay with that. Fair enough. A Fair little enough. more powerful. They did, it was basically Game of Thrones. They had half the characters in it. Yeah, that that was kind of interesting. I, that was the first thing that, that it made me think of was Game of Thrones. I, I, I'm with you too, Matt. I, I have a feeling the reason that Merlin wasn't in it was because of the, the larger universe they were hoping to build, so it's kind of a bummer given the the box office take on this, we'll probably never see another one. And I thought it was interesting because it didn't bother me as much in this movie because I think we mentioned it earlier, but kind of the pace and the action of this, you didn't really care that the character development and plot development wasn't there. Uh, But, you know, it's too bad that you didn't get to find out a little bit more about who these goofy, you know, squid demons were. and, And, you know, for that matter why jude law's character why is he even doing what he's doing and what's his end goal i mean he i doesn't... was wondering that i was wondering that as well yeah i mean it's kind of interesting when you think about it because other than getting power i mean i get the whole power piece but um you know he he turned himself into this very i don't even know how you describe it um you know very it's it reminded me of uh if you guys ever played um elder scrolls skyrim the video game you never played it though okay Anyway, he, he kind of had this Nordic, um, you know, warrior kind of flaming cape look, which is very interesting. But they never kind of go into why he does it, what that means, what this new realm that they're traveling to is every time, you know, first he went off into the realm in his training montage. And then uh, Jude Law takes him into the realm at the, the end scene. So they never really explain any of that. And they didn't again, they didn't need to because the movie had a had a pace that kept you engaged. But. So two two things on that. Just so that dark realm or dark world, wherever they went to to do the training, I actually was I actually like that montage. I know that there's always training montages in movies. I thought this was quick enough to not get too mundane, and they cut just as you thought you were about to see him do something. So you kind of yeah. just you just saw him struggle, and then you know at some point he just he was he was he made it through, but you never really saw it all it was very quick. I thought that was good. In terms of his I in terms of Jude Law's character's motivations, it really did sound like it was just about power. There was one line where he was talking about how um great it felt to have people fear you. Yeah. Um so it was, you know it was you know it was one line, it wasn't that deep, but it seemed like that's all they were going for and that's all the time they were gonna give this character. Um and he, he everybody else was fine. You kinda saw that they were friends with Eric Banna for the most part or they were friends with with you know Charlie Hunnam's character, so you know we're not going to get a lot of character development there. But you know they're friends, so that you don't have too much that you're going to miss. It'd be not you know th- there's that they grew up together or they started working together kind of a thing. Jude Law was definitely the main the main one that suffered relative to the other folks, 
in terms of character development, despite that one very deep line. Yeah, I mean, they had like to the brief sort of intro at the beginning, like, and then they kind of went back to it. They touched on how he went to the, um, I guess it's Mordred was the guy's name, but that I forgot the name of the people, but he went to there. He went there to. Did he he studied there? Is that what they said in the film? Like he, and that's how he became friends. Oh, when when Jude Law went to the mage, yeah, I went to the, is it tower or whatever it was? Yeah, because yeah. Mordred used to be on the side of good, and then you know got in, enticed by power. So similar plot. The the one Merlin sighting was when they showed how basically stole the staff to forge uh, Excalibur, which Excalibur is almost a character in the film itself. Um, the way it's spoken about and the way it's referred to i mean how do you guys feel about the the sword itself and the and then just how that the sword became a tool for i you know how people interacted with it how it was handled i mean that excalibur am i missing something but isn't excalibur like a big part of the king arthur story well how he became king yeah so that's mainly that's the main thing and it was his um from what I remember of the legend, it wasn't so much that it was a special sword other than the fact that it was in the stone and that's what set him off from King. I don't know if it had any power or anything like that. It sounds like to, it sounds to me like all of us need to watch the sword and the stone again. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was going to say, Agreed. you know, going on, the Disney, going on the Disney kick, we might as well rewatch it. Well, um, I mean, I, the reason I asked the question is because of the fact that in the movie they make it seem like when he picks up Excalibur, just he has, and they even mention it, that he has power, that it, it's the power that... that he feels when he has it or that people feel when they have so it. So what it, what it was was the, the bad mage that, that helped Jude Law. It sounds really lame to say that. I can't remember the, the villain The villainous mage that Jude Law teamed up with had this um, staff that he was using. That was the, the main, the head, the lead mage's staff. So Merlin went and took that from him and forged it into a sword or helped, you know, part of it's into the sword. And so that's why it's kind of, it's basically imbued with with power and that's why when he's fighting you see that you know all that power and you get to get the guy Ritchie style fight scenes because of that sword enabling it um but i lady of the lake or lady of the water like set it to the whatever the what was the pen dragon or whatever pen pen dragon is that right yeah whatever the arthur's family line that's basically oh the blood oh, yeah yeah their bloodline blood that's that's yeah. why they they only can touch it yeah or and they only whoever benefits yeah. from the power yeah it's like the male heir or whatever i do want to quickly touch on that because i think that was an interesting kind of action piece of this movie was when he was trying to control the sword and you know his he had two cool battle scenes right so the first one that he used when they're all trapped in the kind of inside the training grounds and then the second one later on in the movie when he's basically clears out the the castle the, the castle yeah so i don't know what you guys thought i thought that was a really cool use of it and i you know kind of your comments just a minute ago about Excalibur itself. I've never seen that take place in a movie because usually Excalibur just is more of a, I, I don't know, a, a, a sign than it is a powerful emblem. You know, it, it's just there to say, you know, I am king. It's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have magical powers, but I thought it was yeah. a really cool use. And I thought in terms of CG, uh, it was a pretty good, pretty good action scene and pretty good use of it. I don't know what you guys thought about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just to jump in here, Matt, sorry. I, I think I was, a, I mean, that, that's kind of what I was getting to Peter. So thanks for the assist on that one is that they, they made it have a larger role in the film and how it relates in the scenes. But I guess uh, and yeah. another thing I'll say on the uh, CGI you're talking about, I thought the animal CGI that they use in this movie was a little, was a little poor. 
um, I had the feeling like in some of the some of the scenes, not just the animals, I guess some of the characters too. It seemed like it was like car- almost a cartoon. Whereas uh, I feel like nowadays in a lot of movies, it you can't tell in a lot of scenes. This you could definitely tell. But I mean, did you guys pick up on some of those elements as well? I thought the majority of the time everything looked okay, in- including the animal- animals. There were a couple of scenes where like the birds, uh, I think it was an eagle, um, looked a little a little poor. Uh, and then there was another fight scene where Charlie Hunnam looked like uh, yeah. Neo from the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> That's right. true. So those, yeah. those are the two that <laughs> I'm talking about. There was only <laughs> overall it looked fine. Yeah, but, those uh, are the two that stood out to me, I guess. So yeah. I had one more. the The one that killed me the worst was when Jude Law got his power later in the movie and was twirling his fireball, and that one was from the uh, trailer for the movie. And I'm sorry, but it looked terrible. <laughs> And it just go, go watch the trailer and you'll see the exact scene. It's so bad. And on that, that fireball was completely unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was because he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do totally anything lost it. Which, which, which scene y'all are talking about when he gets to the fireball. It's, it's at this. the. So somebody wants to do a shot and he's like, fireball. <laughs> and then Pitbull was playing in the background. Yeah. I was going to say, like, was it was here? <laughs> of course. <laughs> He goes to the bottom of the tower and it was, it's one of the first times that he's kind of drawing the power from the tower when he has his minion with him. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. But yeah, it literally, okay. it's literally in the main trailer for this movie. So I think the only real trailer that was played in most theaters had that scene in it. It's so bad because it's really bad CG. So, um, so what are y'all thoughts on this take of... Uh... King Arthur's uh, thing, because we've, you know, we, we've all seen some ones in the past, and we all kind of know it. Do y'all like this uh, gangster-style version of uh, King Arthur? Do you think this one tied in well? Um, Sean, how are you feeling about it? Does it feel, did you did you accept this, as opposed to uh, maybe a, a little Richard Gere, Lancelot-type movie? Being that I, I mean, I, I don't really have a working knowledge of uh, the Arthurian legends and, and all the, the Arthurian, you know, storylines, I guess I enjoyed it because it sort of engaged the supernatural with the natural world and they kind of play off of each other. So I, I guess that part of it I was sort of into. Um, but what about you, Peter? What were you into with the storyline? I enjoyed it because it was, you know, so the last one I saw and we were talking about this prior was, you know, there's very few King Arthur movies, but the last one I remember was Clive Owen and it took the very serious drama approach to things. Um, kind of similar to, I don't know, a tr- you know, the, like the movie Troy, if you guys remember that, or some of those other historical movies. This one I liked because it it didn't bog down in some of the the story elements. In fact, there are some points when they try to tie it back to the mythology that are kind of odd and off putting. They almost don't make sense. Like the lady in the the lady in the lake is kind of odd because you don't you hear her name once and you never really understand it. But then you go back to him you know, scamming the Vikings or um, setting up, uh, I think, Dave, as you mentioned, I, I almost think of the heist scene. To me, it's the scene where they try to uh, assassinate uh, Vortigan. And that kind of reminds me of almost like a heist type plot where they're trying to get in and out. I really enjoyed those because it it gets you engaged with the with the the movie with the characters in a way that isn't dependent on, you know, some sort of mythology or, or overarching story. You just kind of have fun with that. What's happening in the moment. So I really enjoyed those pieces and parts and you know, the sword in the stone was nice. I think that was the one part that I kind of enjoyed, even though the David Beckham cameo was terrible, but um, uh, yeah, Matt, what about you? 
Yeah, I agree. And I think it's it's to the point that you guys mentioned with the the sword kind of having more of a presence in this movie than most of the other um, versions of the story that I've you know I'm familiar with. And you know my my Arthurian Arthurian led knowledge is limited to the fact that I just learned that Arthurian isn't even a word. Um, <laughs> so, is it an error? I, yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, it's a word now. All right, go team. But yeah, so I thought that added a good, you know, a good change of pace to it uh, versus the, you know, the original stories. Um, and I, I think it would have been nice to see more where they take this uh, storyline. I think six movies, no matter how well this movie was going to do, <laughs> if they really were planning for six movies, I think that would be a little bit too much. But two or three, I think, would have been fine. And, you know, it would be Agreed. nice if they did another one and carried it forward because I think there's a lot to do and the style and the kind of realm that they set up is you know poised for some more storytelling but uh i enjoyed it i I thought it was a good take you know they added a little little bit of uh change to it and the i I did like the guy richie aspect to it you know who who would have thought how it would fit in this but like you guys said it you know some of the the scenes that they did worked out really well just like it would have you know in in contemporary times so yeah what about you dave so um i I enjoyed the take on it. I, I think that's the, the a lot of them are going to that grittier, um, at least DC is, uh, where they're kind of taking a more grittier look at it, more of the, not the, like Superman is the, you know, normally the the beacon of good, but he's kind of depressed and kind of torn between two, two things. King Arthur is always considered like the ultimate king in England and everything. You know, he's the one who came, um, uh, found the sword was like the ultimate king that unif- unified England um, and I'm still kind of going off of some limited knowledge of what I remember back from you know God knows when about my Arthurian uh, legend all I know they did find the the uh, the uh, the cup of Christ if y'all remember that um, that was one so I was kind of intrigued to see if they were giving me to kind of hint at that a little bit um, that was one of the legends that they found it um, but you know, I, I enjoyed that fact, the way they went with it, the little dirtier one, uh, version of it um, kind of made him more human as opposed to this Boy Scout that everyone has perceived him to be. Uh, the one thing I was disappointed with, which I was actually looking forward to, is I was curious to see who was going to be like Lancelot and stuff like that. That was kind of when they brought up the, the round table at the very end, or the partial round table, I guess. Um, I was, and he started knighting everybody. I was waiting to see if they were going to bring in a Lancelot, which they didn't. So maybe that was going to be the the plot of the second one, you know, bringing those types of uh, characters in to kind of complete his roundtable. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. I think that's a good call out. Did anybody else? Did anybody else think that uh, some of the characters that we had other names for would end up being the Lancelot? I kind of thought because they all had, you know, like nicknames. I thought he'd, you know, he'd actually say, "Yeah, your name's Lancelot." I was gonna say I do remember some of the names at the end, like they. When they uh, knighted the three um, other gentlemen that they ended up joining the round table, like Tristan was one who I remember in some of the comics that I've, or the cartoon that I used to watch as a kid, Tristan was one of them. And then I saw George, who's like, which is a little, <laughs> I, I couldn't remember any, like, no, not to be racist or anything, but I, I don't remember any, like, Asian uh, knights of the round table. Because, I mean, that guy, George, was. I, I couldn't really tell his like if he was like a mentor or, or what, but uh, and then the other the other guy. Wait, Sean, Sean, real quick. I don't think it's racist to think that in fifth century England there weren't <laughs> there a lot a, of Asians or black yeah, people. And, so and that, that's perfectly okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, like even uh, even Jaman Hansu's character, uh, like I mean, he I thought he was just more of like a yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess that those characters didn't. I didn't really carry the way. I mean, they they all played a good role. I mean, but 
yeah, I don't know. So, and I agree with you on it. You, you know, it, it didn't really take it away from it. I thought it just added to the whole um, how they're taking a different aspect of this. Like, it's the down and dirty version, and they're going to hit it like they want to. Um, so I, I thought it was kind of cool how they all had nicknames, and then, like they said, they, they announced their real names. Um, but, you know, um, did y'all... So if the second one actually did come out, would y'all consider going to see it, you think? Would this, did did they did your interest get peaked enough in the universe itself to actually go spend another five to ten dollars to go witness another movie of this in this in this in this universe? Uh, short answer, no. <laughs> so Sean's a no. Matt, I mean, yeah, you know, assuming you you have the same um, you know Guy Ritchie and maybe the same writers and you know you get the cast to come on board again, I'm in. Okay, Peter. I'd go see it, but unfortunately, given the box office, I think uh, Matt and I would be the only ones seeing it. So, uh, oh, I, I'd go see go it too. Ahead. So it'd be a story. okay, Dave. All right, we got three. We got three. People. So we so we got a potential of fifteen to thirty dollars right there. Forty-five, probably. You think they could put a movie together? <laughs> we could write a letter to the uh, to the production company, say, "Hey, you got three tickets. We'll do it." So, so on that though, so uh, you know, I, I get that it's not a, a masterpiece or anything, but any reason, anything stand out as to why this movie's rated so poorly by the by the you know critics? I read a few, and none of them really backed it up. They just said, "Oh, Guy Ritchie and you know, Fifth Century. Who cares?" Like, well, that's that that doesn't really explain why you don't like it. Exactly. Me. So I, I, I didn't I'll really see a lot. I mean, I, I I can get it to a certain ex- aspect because at certain points the plot was so-so. I think just the driving aspects behind it, they it just seemed a little longer than it needed to be in certain spots. Um, it, in my opinion, it, it kind of reminded me of a uh, little little throwback, uh, a Knight's Tale. I don't know if y'all remember that. Oh yeah, Heath how Ledger. It, how, yeah, so <laughs> Bring, great us movie back to to losses. Uh, I know, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, but a great movie nonetheless. You know that that that's kind of where I put this one, where it's kind of that interesting take on that whole thing. But it at certain points you're kind of they kind of draw out a little bit uh, on the plot line. I think this would have been a great movie if they would have cut it by about maybe like 15 minutes of some of the the plot development that they tried working on because the plot wasn't, in my opinion, the greatest plot in the world that they needed to develop. There were certain things I'm like, okay, we we we've covered this. Why are we going through this now? and just keep moving forward and i think that was where maybe some people were lost in it i enjoyed it but i mean did y'all say that the plot was the strongest one that you've ever seen in your life matt peter no i mean certainly certainly not yeah i I kind of feel like to your question though matt i think there's two things one is and i mentioned it earlier there's a stigma about guy Ritchie movies and there are a lot of people who did not like the sherlock movies and, and i'm with you i actually really enjoyed them but I think there was a lot of reviews before this saying, you know, is he going to have that same visual style and is it really going to work bringing that that energy to these types of movies? So I think people in general just kind of went in with a bad feeling. And the other thing, and maybe this is a, worth a conversation another night, but Swept away. It, it's, it, it's, it's interesting to me in terms of if you've noticed there's a lot of box office projections now and people, you know, well before the movie, they can tell whether or not this movie's going to do well. And actually Warner Brothers backed off a lot on the marketing and a lot of the pe- other pieces for this movie because it wasn't tracking well. And I'm curious if people that review the movies write reviews given what they think the box office is going to do, because I've noticed that some of the poor movies get poor reviews in advance. So 
I don't know. With you, I'm with you though. I I enjoyed it enough that I'm surprised it got that bad of reviews and that snatched, you know, beat it not only in box office but in Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I'll be happy to to kind of shed some light on at least my thoughts of this here. <laughs> so, I honestly, I I'm shocked that it got as bad of a reviews as as what is what I saw on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, do I think the movie was was Academy Award, you know, best, uh, you know, saw a lot of new things from Guy Ritchie that, that really worked well? No, not at all. I think he, he did a lot of the things he always does. Do some of them relate to, the, do they play well in this? I think we talked a little bit about the way he kind of tells the story. Uh, that's one of his strong suits. I The one thing that I, I didn't think was necessary was he does, and I didn't mention this, but the running sequence when they're being chased and they do those close-up shots of each character running through the, uh, you know, being chased, that was something that he first did in the movie Rock and Roll, which is one that I really like, one of his, one of my favorite Guy Ritchie movies, even though that one's not even that well-reviewed. Um, but, like, I didn't think it was necessary in this. Um, but the, just some of the, the way he did things, I was just like, yeah, this doesn't work well in this. And I guess when I say that, I, you know, I give it like a five out of 10 or six out of 10. It's because just not everything worked. It didn't all click, but it, you know, it kept me entertained. So that's why I said it's okay, you know? Um, so I don't know if I think this movie was absolute shit, like some of the critics said, but uh, I mean, that's kind of where my thoughts were. That's a thumbs up right there. <laughs> not absolute shit. Hey, some people would take that. <laughs> You know no, I, I mean? Hey, I'll take See, it. See, I, I think it definitely warranted maybe like sixty million instead of like forty. <laughs> well, it, it's definitely suffering because the target audience is definitely the same as Guardians of the Galaxy. And if you even if you've already seen Guardians of the Galaxy and you go see a movie, another movie right now, are you going to see a movie that you don't really know much from the trailers and the critics are completely shitting on, or would you just see Guardians again? And most people probably just go see Guardians again or see nothing. So they, they definitely suffered there. Uh, and since it's Mother's Day weekend, not a lot of mo- you know. If you couldn't go to see a movie until Monday, you're probably just gonna be like, "All right, mom, we'll watch something on Netflix and and uh, have some dinner or something." So, um, you know, you're not gonna be able to take your mom to it. So it, it did suffer in that time. And I think they actually re they changed the release date because of Guardians. I could be mistaken. A while back, but uh, but yeah. So I guess I guess we kind of all covered a little bit. But uh, what? Uh, we kind of touched on it, but what what are your guys' overall thoughts, uh, Peter? I had a great time. Um, I'm bummed, a little bummed that we won't get to see another one, or at least I highly doubt we will. But no, I, I enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm glad that my low expectations left me, you know, smiling when I left the theater. So that that's a good thing, right? I mean, it's nice to enjoy some popcorn during summer movie season. So, so yeah, I had a great time. Uh, Dave, what about you? So I'm in an interesting spin. Um, I would normally not recommend this as a movie to go see in the theaters, but because I kind of want to see a second one, I'm going to go ahead and recommend everyone go see this in the theater, so just to be a little selfish in this one. But I would recommend definitely seeing it. Um, if you have nothing to do like on a, on a you know hot summer's day and you want to get out of the heat, by all means, go see it. Um, it would definitely help it get another movie. Um, this is what we all kind of hope, but um, I wouldn't rush out to the theaters to go see it just yet. Uh, Shawnee? Save your money for Alien Covenant next week. Uh, and <laughs> like I said earlier, it's not absolute shit. Um, but Peter, you definitely should write a strong worded letter so that you can try to get a second King Arthur movie. I'm, I'm in favor it's of happening. that. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> Make sure you get it notarized just in case. <laughs> that, way you sh- that way you show that you actually care. 
I should have given it to you, Sean. You could have had Mickey Mouse sign it because if Mickey Mouse signs it, that shit's going through. Yeah, I could have got one of those autographed books and had Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Chip and Dale. <laughs> uh, if Elsa from Frozen signs it, then it's totally in. If this only. is coming from the top. What about what about you, Matt? Yeah, I, I'd say it's. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's worth seeing, um, and I, I think it's worth seeing in the theater. You know, the CG wasn't great uh, throughout, as we kind of discussed. But this is the kind of movie that I feel like theaters still have a reason for existing. I, I still like going to the theater in general, but I mean, if, if you're the kind of person that if you like Guy Ritchie, um, I, I'd say go check it out. Why not? All righty. Well, it looks like we got that. Uh, so I guess we can move into our potent picks, boys. What y'all feeling this week? What are y'all recommending? We'll let's hit up Shawnee this time. We'll start off with you. What are you feeling that everybody should uh, recommend to go see this week? Well, since I, I do believe that Guy Ritchie was a good director at one point in his career, I'm gonna recommend a movie that I don't still know is. If a lot of, <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people saw Rock and Rolla, but it's one of my favorites, uh, and I think it has a couple of things that really um, played pretty well. But uh, have you guys seen that one? If not, check it out. Oh, yeah, good movie. Yeah, very good. I actually have not, as far as I remember, but uh, I'll have to go check it out. It's got a, uh, got a good cast. So uh, what about you, Peter? What are you uh, recommending this week for our listeners? I'm going to go to TV. So a uh, great show, which just got renewed for its next season. I think it's the fourth season. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's on Fox. It's, uh, I believe it was written by Adam Sandberg. Andy. But and Andy Sandberg. And I think it's going for the fifth. It was renewed for. Well, well, thanks for just shitting all over everything you <laughs> said, Matt. That's what you're here for. That's what you're here for. No. The dream killer. No, exactly. I, I, am, I am famous for my huge turds. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You and Guy Ritchie have two things in the, Wow, that's a very new, uh, that's a new reference. <laughs> Guardian <laughs> Volume 2. Nice job. <laughs> no, I, uh, it's a really fun show. It's got... Uh, a ton of really fun people who I'm um, Terry Crews. I didn't mess up that name, Matt. So try it, try it. Um, <laughs> it's got, uh, uh, other good people, but I definitely recommend it. It's a really fun show. <laughs> it's got other so, good people, <laughs> other, other good people. I'm not even going to try. It has, uh, the, it has the guy from, I love you, man. That says, give it everything you got, which is also Andy Sandberg. So, I mean, that's just, obviously he's getting the, the folks he likes on it. So it's a good yeah. Uh-huh. There we go. There we go. Um, uh, Dave, what about you? The Houston uh, Natural Science Museum is actually uh, putting on a little uh, gladiator um, exhibit going on right now. Some artifacts from all over the world and kind of brought them in, mainly in the the Roman uh, gladiators. They had some stuff from uh, some other uh, little parts of the Roman Empire. Like but, American uh, gladiators? Sadly not. I was actually a little oh. disappointed. I thought that's what I was going into. And I was like, man, I can't wait for Blaze. Or no, it was a blazer and laser and uh, oh man, all the good ones. Um, but yeah, so no, um, kind of got me on the kind of got me on a roll to watch uh, some Gladiator, um, and I would recommend that for it. And uh, Matt, yeah, so um, kind of random. I'm not really sure why, but I thought of The Edge the other day uh, with uh, Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. And if you've not had a chance or it's been a while, definitely recommend seeing it. It's just a good little survival movie up in um up in the forest i think they're in alaska if i remember correctly uh but great movie just a good you know they're trying to survive a bear attack and after they get lost they're kind of stranded um i think the acting is great um you know story some of the things they run into people can criticize or not you know whether or not you know some of the things that they run into or how they solve it are realistic but 
overall, I think it's a good, fun movie. Um, and then just to tack one more onto it, just, you know, thinking back to Powers Booth, and I don't think we actually touched on it, but uh, Tombstone is always a good movie to, movie to see. So you, you get a little Kurt Russell, Val Comer, and Powers Booth action. So definitely, definitely check Paxton, out Tombstone. Yeah. Oh, oh shoot, you're right. I'm you're sorry. Right. I was thinking of, uh, I was thinking of uh, Wyatt Earp. Uh, wait, no, Bill Paxson. no, Bill Paxson was a brother. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I thought no. you were correcting me on oh, no, Kurt no, Russell. No, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, no, no, they're both in it. Yep. Yeah. I, I thought you were correcting me on the, um, the wider. Oh, uh, no, wider. no, no. <laughs> so I was confused, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So definitely go check those two out if you get a chance. And since Dave, since David's a big Ridley Scott fan, Dave, what's next week? I am. Oh man, we, I don't know about y'all, but I've been getting pumped for this one, Alien Covenant. I'm, I've been looking forward to this. Strangely enough, I kind of enjoyed Prometheus a little bit. I don't know. A lot of people panned it, didn't enjoy it that much. I thought it was enjoyable for what it was. Kind of excited about this one. Um, I've heard gotta, bad things. I've heard bad things. But what about Prometheus has about not the... been good. What are you talking uh, about this one? About Covenant? Really. Yeah, Do we want to we'll, discuss it a little bit? Because I don't know no, if you want to. Because I'm kind of no. excited about it. So don't ruin it for me. <laughs> All right, I won't. I won't ruin it for you. I just wanted to lower everybody's expectations so that you can thoroughly enjoy it. I think that's all we got for tonight. Next week's going to be Alien Covenant, and uh, we'll see if we get disappointed or uh, excited about it. You can remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at uh, Potent Pictures, and you can always email us at potentpicturespodcast at gmail dot com. Um, but other than that, guys, I think we are calling it for the night. Thanks, everybody. I thought it was a good, I thought it was a decent cast. Um, I enjoy always seeing my Game of Thrones uh, actors as they, uh, as they are, most of them were uh, dearly departed, except for uh, our, uh, uh, oh God. Petire Baelish. Yeah, Petire. He's the only one that seemed to be on there. That, uh, but he, he, uh, he plumped up in this role. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Did y'all see that? Kind of got a little, uh, little put on some, uh, put on some weight for this one. Not really sure why, but uh, okay. And my, my still favorite has to, no. I was gonna go ahead. <laughs> well, he confused me when I first saw him, and I'm like, that looks like a fat Peter Baelish, and I'm like, oh, that is. Oh, okay, that is a fat Peter Baelish. Uh, would we call him chubby? <laughs> Dave, you're you're very weight nice sensitive, Dave. It's a you know it's a it's a British movie. I thought I thought it was deserving. I don't think anybody else got that, but that's a love actually tossed from from Matt. <laughs> I was just gonna say that was right over my head. Good good so, so Sean. So you're actually throwing out so throwing that out, Sean. Did you see that they released the trailer for the uh, Red Nose Day? Actually, oh no, I didn't see that yet. But yeah, I, I'd heard that they were doing something like that. But it's supposed to be like a 15 minute little. Uh, Little, little, little where, sequel, where are they, where now? they now? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, so sorry, just wanted to throw that, <laughs> that you threw that. In I'm not looking that forward to the Alan Rickman part. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh man. Matt, you oh. had to go there. 2017. Damn. Bringing that's us right. back down. got stuck on the great movie ride at disney world and it was during the uh was it at the alien point no it was during the the uh wizard of oz part so yeah <laughs> oh they used to be creepy <laughs> so yeah they, they, they had people uh throwing riots on the ride and yeah 
God bless the. I just want to give a shout out to the lady who was on the, uh, who was on our ride for the great movie ride on Friday. She uh, was telling jokes and people were like, wanting to cut like cut her throat. I, you know, God bless her. That's all I gotta say. I just I'm confused by that story. She she was not funny. No, she. I mean, she was trying to do her best to like give movie refer- movie quotes, movie references, like just trying to keep it light. And people were like, "Get us out of here." I want to go. So, just the worker though, or just some lady? <laughs> this is, on yeah, the this is the the worker. Uh, I will say though that there, another person who was in the audience was just like, "Hey, it could always be worse. We could be upside down on a roller coaster." So, I gotta take the silver lining is always great. Was was that the was that the placed guy that was always <laughs> in, in the ride? Oh <laughs> uh, god, this it, it was. Sorry, that was just a little fun story that I thought was. Uh, Interesting that happened to me at Disney World, but uh... <laughs> ah, it's a good little story. We're talking well, about I'm actually not familiar know. with the Great Movie Ride, so I didn't I didn't understand the context. No, oh, so you sure never been on that one. No, so I've only wait. ridden the Good Movie Ride. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have? I usually like the media mediocre movie mediocre ride. Movie it's ride. like the Disneyland Hollywood doesn't Studios. count. Yeah. yeah, nobody no, wants Hollywood. to go to a land; they only want to go to the world. Okay, Matt, have you been to World yet? I have been to World. It's uh, and you didn't go to MGM and go to the big, the big. Well, MG, MGM is not part of World, is it? MGM would be a different part. No, it's no, Dis- it's Disney World. It's Disney Hollywood, Disney World the whole It's Disney Hollywood MGM. Studios now. Uh, or now it's yeah Hollywood Studios. It's uh oh, is it not MGM anymore? No, it hasn't been. No, MGM they changed for a while. it. Uh, it's it's actually oh. narrated by Robert Osborne now. So from TCM, if anybody knows who that is. Ozzy Osborne narrated. Robert Osborne. Nice. That would have been great if it was Ozzy Osbourne. Sharon, <laughs> this movie here. Uh, where, 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 where,